And um, and tonight we want to we want to carry on to the next step. Uh, thank you. Um, this morning we said, and this is number one for us to know God, and and it is important that that we um, know God and to know Him intimately, and and yet the purpose of life isn't just for us to know God. It's for us to know God and to help others know Him. It doesn't do any good if I don't turn it on, right? Okay, there we'll try that. So, if we were to ask the question and you were to give an answer, why do we exist? What would your answer be? Now, I know we're in church, and so the answer would be something about God, you know. We, we always joke that we train our kids in church well. If they answer God, Bible, prayer, witness on any question, they stand a good chance of getting it right. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but think about you're living your life. What is the purpose of the existence of your life? And and we can say, well, my purpose is to glorify God. Okay, that's that's true, and yet that's that's pretty broad. Well, I I want to come to be Christ-like, and that's the Holy Spirit dwells within us, and He's at work to make us like Christ. What's the purpose of Christ-likeness? So that we can have a trophy case here and say, wow, look at this one's getting more like Christ than this one is. And The whole purpose of this is that we are left here to represent God. And, and admittedly, you, you probably... Um, grind your teeth and pull your hair out as much as I do about some of the nonsense that's going on in our world today. I mean, things, I'm not even going to go there, but things that you can't even imagine that it would ever have come to place. And and I read this last week uh, in a book, Total Truth, Nancy Percy said the best way to drive out a bad worldview is by offering a good one. And Christians need to move beyond criticizing culture to creating culture. In every calling, we are culture creators. Now you think about that. Every calling, every one of us, have different callings. Every one of us have different jobs and neighborhoods, and and we all have different callings. And and as Christians, we've been good at criticizing the culture, but we really need to help create a culture. And and that can sound like an overwhelming task, but. Where we are, we can individually create a culture by our attitude, by our work, by our countenance, by everything that that we do. 
And one of the things, and I understand we are not Jesus Christ, but one of the things that Jesus Christ did was he created a culture wherever he was. Turn to Matthew chapter 9, very familiar verses. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 35. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them, because they were weary and scattered like sheep, having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest truly is plenteous. But the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. So, Jesus went about doing his work, and when he came to the city and saw the multitudes, he was moved with disgust. No. He was moved with brokenness. He was broken, but his brokenness moved him to compassion. And and his eyes and his heart saw these people, and they were broken, and they were wearied, and they were hopeless. That's how he saw them. And he said, we need to get the message. We need laborers. You know, it's it's so easy for us to see the multitudes or to see individuals and to see them with disgust. And to see them as the enemy. The enemy is Satan and he has blinded the eyes and hearts and minds of people so that they are ignorant to their purpose, their, their need, their solution, and everything. So, Jesus was moved with compassion. And, and it was His compassion that made a difference. And as believers, we need to be moved with compassion to realize, listen, we are here... God has put us in southern Iowa. He's put you where you are for a specific reason. You know people. You come in contact with people different than others. And he's, he's put you here and me here for us to represent Jesus Christ. I mean, we're the only representatives he have, has. I'm not saying us here tonight are the only ones. I'm saying Christians are the only representatives he has. It is a miracle to me that the cause of Christ still continues because he's left representing him up to us and we pretty much blow it. You know what I mean? And it tells you that the work of church is a work of God and he's, he works in spite of all of us. But I, I have been burdened about how do, we, how do we reach the lost? 
And and there's not any one magic thing to reach the lost. Honestly, it comes through individual lives, personally ministering to other individual lives, and taking the time to invest and care and allow people to see our lives and hopefully they see Christ in us in how we respond to the normal things of life. The normal things of life, bad things happening. The normal things of life, the challenges that come into our life. And, and believe me, people are watching. And it is important for us that, that we understand, okay, we are here to represent Christ. And that means, and I've been burdened about this, that means that we are here and we are responsible for planting the seed of the gospel, the seed of truth in the hearts and lives of individuals. 1 Corinthians 3, if you would, please. 1 Corinthians chapter 3. First Corinthians chapter 3. Remember the church at Corinth was bickering about, I like Paul. Oh, I like Apollos. No, Cephas is who I like. And Paul rebukes them. And, and he said, verse 5, Who then is Paul? Who is Apollos? But ministers through whom you believed as the Lord gave to each one. I planted, Apollos watered, but God gave the increase. So then neither he who plants is anything, nor he who waters, but God who gives the increase. Now he who plants... And he who waters are one, and each one will receive his own reward according to his own labor. Each one that plants and each one that waters will receive his own reward according to his labor. So let me ask you a question. What we what what we what are you going to get? What rewards are you going to get? for planting and watering that you've been doing. See, we can pray for people to get saved, but you've never heard of a gardener or a farmer praying to have a good garden crop or a good crop in the field, and you ask him, what did you plant? And he says, I didn't plant anything. You'd say, that's ridiculous. But often in Christianity, we have not planted any seeds. And so is it any wonder the culture is like it is. And, and, and I understand. Why do you think this is so difficult? It's so difficult because it's spiritual warfare. Satan always battles this. He doesn't want anyone to get the truth that would open up their hearts and minds to Christ and their life to be transformed. So, he wants to keep us from doing it. Now, it is good 
for us to come to church, and we all know that. But we are left here to take the truths God has given us and to plant seeds. It isn't our responsibility to give the increase. God alone can give the increase. And, and in realizing that, God is responsible for the harvest. And I say, whew, thank you, Lord. Our job is simply to plant seeds. And, and to water those seeds and to represent Him in our daily lives. And, and in realizing that, um, that, that God is the one that calls us to do this. But in 1 Corinthians 3, he says, we are co-laborers together with God. Co-laborers. We're going to go plant the seeds, and we're going to water the seeds, and God, we're trusting you to do the work in the hearts. But if we don't plant the seeds... We're tying the hands of God. You say, well, God can do anything. He can. But He desires us to be obedient, to plant the seeds, and, and to, to minister. And it is God that gives the increase. So, <clears throat> we, we have that, that we want to introduce you to tonight. And, and if I could have... Andrew and some men come and and hand these out. And I want you to give two of these to each individual, okay? So, um, and and let me just explain. This is, this is just a little tool to help us in planting seeds. It isn't an idea that's new with us. Um, I was, I've been burdened. How do we plant the seeds? And a year ago... We handed out the Gospel of John's to everybody in town. And, and we've handed out videos back when there were videos, okay? And we've handed out DVDs, and we've done all these things. Um, and, and I know we're living in a... The message of God has never changed, but the methods do change. And we're living in a day today that's digital, that's... Um, Internet, that's um, social media, and so on. And I thought, you know, maybe if we could put together some some videos and and introduce people to them. And then I came across this that they'd already done the work. And um, it's it's TrueLife.org. And I. I didn't watch every one of their videos, but I checked their doctrinal statement, and and I thought, man, this is this is right what I was thinking. Not that what I'm thinking is ever right, but unless you try things, we need to keep trying to find ways to plant seeds. And and so this is this is just a. A simple way, a simple tool to put into your hands to to help you in this regard. And on the back, and for those of you that are around my age and older, you might say, you can't even read that. Well, get your readers out and you can read it, okay? 
Free video answers to life's questions on archaeology, abortion, the Bible, Christianity, Da Vinci Code, death, depression, evil, evolution, God, heaven, homosexuality, Jesus, Jehovah's Witness, marriage, Mormonism, I'm having trouble reading them, Noah's Ark, pornography, salvation, sexuality, suffering, science, trinity, and truth. That covers a broad spectrum. Okay? So, I want to show you. These vary in length, these these videos, okay? But, since you're here, Andrew, just come up. Here's, here's some simple way that you can do it, okay? You may know the guy, you may not know. You can go at it from this avenue. Hey, I'd like to invite you to come to our church sometime. Well, let me just give you this. On the back are some free videos to life's important questions. Thank you. Have a good day. Okay? Or you don't have to start with the church. You can you can say, hey, I'd like to just give you a little card that has some free videos on life's hard questions. You know what it does? This guy can take it home. He may not want anyone to know that he's even thinking about any of this stuff. But he can take it home or take it to his car, and he can type in truelife.org, and he can type in depression, and he will get a, he will get a free video. See, I don't know that anything is going to work, but we're not doing it because it works. We're doing it because we're planting seeds. And, and it's been convicting to me. What seeds have we been planting? If we don't plant seeds, there won't be a harvest. So he can take that and go on his way. And in the privacy of his own life, he can look those things up.